I'm Wayne Turner, and welcome to the daily podcast of Bible Track. I've developed Bible Track to be both a commentary and a daily Bible reading schedule. These podcasts cover the text and commentary, which may be found at www.bibletrack.org. So, for those who have a busy schedule but do have time to listen to the Bible being read, this podcast is for you. At the end of one year, you will have gone completely through the Bible. Today we're reading Psalms 108, 109, and 110. This is the new King James Version of the podcast. The King James Version is also available. Psalm 108 begins with the subtitle, A Song, A Psalm of David, verse 1. O God, my heart is steadfast. I will sing and give praise even with my glory. Awake, lute and harp. I will awaken the dawn. I will praise you, O Lord, among the peoples, and I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your mercy is great above the heavens, and your truth reaches to the clouds. Be exalted, O God, above the heavens, and your glory above all the earth, that your beloved may be delivered. Save with your right hand and hear me. God has spoken in his holiness. I will rejoice. I will divide Shechem and measure out the valley of Succoth. Gilead is mine. Manasseh is mine. Ephraim also is the helmet for my head. Judah is my lawgiver. Moab is my washpot. Over Edom I will cast my shoe. Over Philistia I will triumph. Who will bring me into the strong city? Who will lead me to Edom? Is it not you, O God, who cast us off? And you, O God, who did not go out with our armies, give us help from trouble, for the help of man is useless. Through God we will do valiantly, for it is he who shall tread down our enemies. Now, haven't we heard this psalm of David somewhere before? Well, yeah, kind of. This whole psalm is a compilation of parts of two other psalms. Verses 1 through 5 are found in Psalm 57, verses 7 through 11. And verses 6 through 13 are found in Psalm 60, verses 5 through 12. In this psalm, David's looking for a little supernatural help against his enemies. Now, I've shown you a comparison on the psalms that were mentioned, Psalm 108, this one, along with Psalm 57 and Psalm 60, in a table showing you the, the similarities. The names and places referenced in this psalm allude to David's successful battles found in 2 Samuel chapter 8, verses 1 through 14, 2 Samuel chapter 10, verse 16, and 1 Chronicles chapter 18, verses 1 through 13. David makes the point that God is sovereign and as such controls the destinies of Shechem, Succoth, Gilead, and Manasseh, along with Ephraim and Judah, geographical references that are representative of all the regions that made up the nation of Israel during that era. Likewise, God is also sovereign over the nations, specifically referencing Moab, Edom, and Philistia. In Psalm 109, David gets hard on his enemies. The subtitle to this one says, To the chief musician, a psalm of David. Verse 1. Do not keep silent, O God of my praise, for the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful have opened against me. They have spoken against me with a lying tongue. They have also surrounded me with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause. In return for my love, they are my accusers, but I give myself to prayer. Thus they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred for my love. Set a wicked man over him and let an accuser stand at his right hand. When he is judged, let him be found guilty. And let his prayer become sin. Let his days be few and let another take his office. 
Let his children be fatherless, and his wife a widow. Let his children continually be vagabonds and beg. Let them seek their bread also from their desolate places. Let the creditor seize all that he has, and let strangers plunder his labor. Let there be none to extend mercy to him, nor let there be any to favor his fatherless children. Let his posterity be cut off, and in the generation following let their name be blotted out. Let the iniquity of his fathers be remembered before the Lord, and let not the sin of his mother be blotted out. Let them be continually before the Lord, that he may cut off the memory of them from the earth, because he did not remember to show mercy, but persecuted the poor and needy man, that he might even slay the broken in heart. As he loved cursing, so let it come to him. As he did not delight in blessing, so let it be far from him. As he clothed himself with cursing, as with his garment, so let it enter his body like water, and like oil into his bones. Let it be to him like the garment which covers him, and for a belt with which he girds himself continually. Let this be the Lord's reward to my accusers, and to those who speak evil against my person. But you, O God the Lord, deal with me for your name's sake, because your mercy is good, deliver me. For I am poor and needy, and my heart is wounded within me. I am gone like a shadow when it lengthens, I am shaken off like a locust. My knees are weak through fasting, and my flesh is feeble from lack of fatness. I also have become a reproach to them. When they look at me, they shake their heads. Help me, O Lord my God, O save me according to your mercy, that they may know that it is your hand, that you, Lord, have done it. Let them curse, but you bless. When they arise, let them be ashamed, but let your servant rejoice. Let my accusers be clothed with shame, and let them cover themselves with their own disgrace as with a mantle. I will greatly praise the Lord with my mouth. Yes, I will praise him among the multitude, for he shall stand at the right hand of the poor to save him from those who condemn him. Now, let me ask you a question. Did you ever look for a chapter that you could read when your enemies were hard on your heels? Well, David describes his enemies' pursuit against him in verses 1 through 5. And then he asked God for deliverance from them. Actually, he asked for more than deliverance. He actually praised the wrath of God down upon them in verses 6 through 20. David then asked for help from the Lord for himself in verses 21 to 31. You'll notice in this psalm that David expresses the importance of his enemy seeing the power of God in his own deliverance, particularly in verses 26 and 27, when here's what he says, Help me, O Lord my God, O save me according to your mercy, that they may know that this is your hand, that you, Lord, have done it. Incidentally, you'll notice the word accusers in verses 4, 20, and 29. That's the plural form of the Hebrew word Satan, actually. It's not pronounced exactly like that, but that's the way it's transliterated. As a matter of fact, this Hebrew word's primary meaning is adversary or accuser. But when preceded by a definite article in Hebrew, it's understood to be the adversary or the accuser, as in Satan or the devil himself. Therefore, the King James Version in that verse, in verse 6, translates Satan when it's really a reference to an unspecified accuser, since the definite article there is not present before the noun in that particular occurrence. Now, this is the psalm that Peter quoted from in Acts chapter 1, verse 20, regarding Judas. He quotes uh, verse 8 in that chapter. Since this psalm doesn't really seem to have prophetic characteristics, Peter may have just been taking some liberty in its use in the upper room there. 
But then we come to Psalm 110, and it is a fascinating messianic psalm. The subtitle to this one says, A Psalm of David, verse 1. The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand, till I make your enemies your footstool. The Lord shall send the rod of your strength out of Zion. Rule in the midst of your enemies. Your people shall be volunteers in the day of your power. In the beauties of holiness, from the womb of the morning, you have the dew of your youth. The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. The Lord is at your right hand. He shall execute kings in the day of his wrath. He shall judge among the nations. He shall fill the places with dead bodies. He shall execute the heads of many countries. He shall drink of the brook by the wayside. Therefore, he shall lift up the head. This psalm is a New Testament cornerstone regarding the supernatural identity of Jesus Christ. It all gets really interesting when Christ uses this psalm in Matthew chapter 22, verses 41 through 46. Let me read you what Jesus said in that passage. Verse 41, While the Pharisees were gathered together, Jesus asked them, saying, What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? They said to him, The son of David. He said to them, How then does David in the Spirit call him Lord, saying, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. If David then calls him Lord, how is he his son? And no one was able to answer him a word, nor from that day on did anyone dare question him any more. Now take special note of Psalm 110, verse 4. It says, The Lord has sworn and will not relent. You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek. This priesthood dates back to Genesis chapter 14. Look at the article on Melchizedek under the topic section of BibleTrack.org. It's also a link on this page of the written notes of BibleTrack.org for today. Peter then makes reference to this psalm, Psalm 110.1. That's when he preaches on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, verses 34 and 35. Here's what he said. He said, For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he says himself, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand till I make your enemies your footstool. Since his listeners all regard Psalm 110 to be a messianic prophecy, in that passage, Peter clearly identifies Christ as that Messiah. And, by the way, Paul then uses this psalm to validate the position of Christ at the right hand of God in several passages. Romans 8.34, 1 Corinthians 15.25, Ephesians 1.20, and Colossians chapter 3, verse 1. Paul, in the book of Hebrews, continues this as a fact, validated by Psalm 110. He does so in Hebrews chapter 1, verses 3 and 13. He then further adds the concept of the high priesthood of Christ in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 6, Hebrews chapter 7, 17 and 21, Hebrews 8, 1, Hebrews 10, 12 and 13, and then topping it off with Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. All of these quotes were attributed to these verses in Psalm 110. So to express it simply, Jesus Christ fulfills Psalm 110. This concludes our podcast for today. I'm Wayne Turner, and if you'd like to read along with our commentary online, go to www.bibletrack.org. Thank you for listening in today. The background music for these podcasts is an original composition written by the music director of Fayette Bible Church, Paul Walton. 